Shalom, shalom. Greetings to everybody. I have a few things I'd like to talk about, but first let me sign in. This is Terry Whitfield, also known as Yasha Ben Israel, for the Terry Whitfield Yasha Ben Israel podcast show, y'all. Yeah, I'm back at you one more time because this is the place where we talk about things that they don't want you to know. And this is also the place where we talk about things that they don't like to talk about, that people just don't like to talk about. And I always think that there's some type of corroboration between the people that don't want you to know and the people that don't want to know. There's a corroboration there. In today's show, I want to talk about the keys to life. I want to share some words to life today. Okay? And the keys to prosperity because if you can truly understand these words, you could live. And if you live, you could prosper. The caveat to that is, if you don't understand these words and don't hear these words, and don't want to listen to these words, I don't know what life has in store for you in the future. And based off of common logic and understanding, wisdom, okay, with these tools, death is imminent, okay, and it's imminent amongst all of us. But with these words that I'm going to share in this program today, my goal is that you get a keen understanding so you can look and live, listen and live, and be. And with that power and with that understanding, you can prosper as you live. Okay? Now, before I get off into the things that they don't want you to know, uh, I, I, I want to focus on, I want to zoom in on the things they don't want you to know and the things that people don't want to talk about. Well, I want to talk about some of the things that people don't want to talk about, okay? And I'm going to expose some of the people that don't want you to talk about them. Okay? For years and years, in the conscious community, in, uh, 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 amongst the African Americans, there has been plants planted into the African American community 
both for the atheist and both for the religious person, okay? That who is spiritual, that who believes in God, the theist, okay? And in the African-American community, the Bible is the prized book above all, okay? Many don't like it, and a lot of them fall towards the side of the atheist, okay? Now, there's been a rising in spirituality in the African-American community that has spread throughout the length and breadth of this great planet. And this movement is called or misnomered as the Black Hebrew Israelite Movement, okay? And I say misnomered because that is a name that Europeans has bestowed upon any African American that practice Judaisms or forms of Judaism. Okay? For truly, all of the African Americans that practice uh, Hebraic beliefs are not the same. You have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of different ideologies and beliefs amongst African Americans that embrace some form of the Hebrew faith. Alright? You have the One West Campers. You have the Israel of God. Okay? You have spiritual Israel in his army. You have the kingdom of Yah. All of these, you have Yahweh being Yahweh's group, okay? Uh, all of these groups are lumped in by the adversaries of the African-American community. And they're lumped into a pot. And they all are called Hebrew Israelites. Okay? And then you have the Old Testament. Those are all New Testament Israelites. Okay? They practice a form of Judeo-Christianity where, where they embrace both the Old and the New Testament from a very Hebraic uh, scope and perspective perspective, alright, and then you have your Old Testament Israelites, which is nothing more than regular uh, Judaism, but, it, but it's a group of African Americans believing in this stuff, okay, uh, and within that, you have different forms, you have the, uh, it's just like you had the, uh, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, you know, and then you had the scribes, those who wrote, you know, uh, uh, the books, the book writers, book keepers, 
you know, so you had the Essenes, you know, you had many different, uh, yeah, I, and I focus on the, 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 uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you know, but you had many different forms of Old Testament Judaism, and all of that is practiced here in the United States today. And none of these people believe in the same thing. They don't worship together. A lot of them don't fellowship together. Only thing that they recognize is that each one of these groups called themselves Israelites or, or Hebrews or Jews or Judeans or Yahudim. Okay? Yisraelot. Or Abria, you know what I'm saying? Or Ibri, okay? Uh, uh, Ibarra, okay? You'll find many of these different names and groups of people that believe in some form of a very Hebraic embracement of the faith, okay? And all of these groups believe in different stuff, and amongst them, they always debating amongst each other, and they have their differences, okay? So they're not one big united group of people, all right? Uh, uh, most of the time, they're always warring and fighting and bickering amongst each other, all right? So they're not this one group of people called the Hebrew Israelites. This is the a war on the growth of African-Americans they practice Judaism or some form of it. Some form of the Hebrew faith. Period. That's what it is. Okay? It is both racial and religious discrimination. And within this country, I am reminded of the scriptures when the children of Israel was growing. In Egypt, okay? And the Pharaoh, like, man, these people are starting to outnumber us. And it started to become a problem in Egypt. Now, there are those who says that these stories never existed. Well, if they didn't, well, certainly they're words of prophecy because they symbolically have manifested in a very prophetic form on today because the American government has looked amongst the African American community and the secret cobbles and all of that foolishness has looked amongst the African American community and has gotten upset that the African American community has embraced Judaism or Hebrewism or some form of it and the growth has become phenomenal. So to the point to where this ideology has become the fastest growing ideology on the planet Earth today as a whole planet. Africans all around the world are taking a look at this ideology. And depending on which form of ideology get to them first, it appeals to them because we have always 
felt like Israel in Egypt as African Americans in America. Okay? Now, there again is a group of people that don't want you to know this type of information. And I think it was a sister by the name of Ella Hewley. She wrote a book, uh, The African Americans, The Children of Israel, The World's Best Kept Secret, which was one of the first readings that I read that gave me an understanding of this over 30 years ago. All right. Now, in reality, there's been people who don't want you to know this type of information. And, by, and these people are people within the government, uh, within the, the alphabet boys, your Illuminati peoples, the rulers and the elite of this world and society. Okay? This country. Okay? It was always said that America was created by Freemasonic orders and clandestine groups, fraternities, and cobbles, okay? Uh, that being stated, understanding that this country has enslaved African Americans and forced Christianity upon them, for many Africans were Christians in Africa already, okay? And then there were others that were Muslims and Hebrews, okay? And all types of other forms of spirituality. Okay. Now, when they come over here to the United States, Christianity is forced upon them. And many of them never, never, ever really just dealt with it. There are many African Americans to this day who don't even go to church, who don't read the Bible. They just, hey, here living their lives, okay? And what the government has done back in the 60s was your Cointel Pro Operations, a facet of the FBI under the administrator of J. Edgar Hoover, okay? This Cointel Pro Psych Ops, <laughs> I'll call it the Black Ops, okay? Operation was uh, pretty much what the FBI was created for. And you got to understand that the FBI wasn't created to find your drug dealers, and, 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 and all of the stuff that they out here doing the drug, the FBI was originally created to really uh, monitor black folks and to keep black people in order. Okay? And you can see this exemplified with the hatred between J. Edgar Hoover and, 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 and men like uh, 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 Marcus Garvey. Okay? Uh, uh, Marcus Garvey didn't like that. You know what I'm saying? Even though that was before his day, Marvis Garvey didn't like that stuff. And, and the FBI was created to stop that type of power and rise in power amongst African American people. Okay? They wanted to keep you inside of their uh, white supremacist version of Christianity. Understanding that we have versions of Christianity that superseded their forms of Christianity. Understanding that at the Conference of Hippo, 
and in Carthage is where the Bible that you have today was canonized at. Okay? So, keep that in mind. So, what this with this faction, I'll call it Kabul, okay? What this Kabul has done was sent spies into the African-American community to monitor on Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, and ultimately killed them. Uh, guys like Medgar Evers, Kwame Torre, Stokely Carmichael, okay? And their job was to stop the rise of the black messiah. And they would send black informants into the African American community to bring these organizations down. Okay? Keep that in mind. And those who don't want you to know are those that are connected with these informants. Okay? To keep the African American community down. I'll give you an example. Amongst the Bible readers, since the African Americans had became and wanted to become Jews, and you can see this evidenced in uh, Yosef Ben Yakanan's uh, book, Volume 1 and 2 of We the Black Jews. Okay? They would send plants into the African-American community because African-Americans have always had religion and had grouped together in religion to try to find ways to understand this life, to understand themselves, and to understand their God. And therefore, use that knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to empower themselves to become powerful people in a world that really don't give a damn about them. In a nation, in a society, city, state, township, it don't matter. Here in the United States, they didn't give a damn about the African American. That being stated, they sent plants, informants, out here to infiltrate these movements, whether it was the Pentecostal church, Oh yeah, they're not excluded because they were a part of that black power, God power movement. So to the point to where Bishop Charles S. Mason was the first man to be spied upon. Okay? He was the first man. Martin Luther King wasn't the first man that uh, in the African American community to where the president had to look at him and say, hey, I need to talk to this man. Okay, the first man to do that was the leader of the Church of God in Christ, a black man by the name of Bishop Charles S. Mason. Okay, you got to understand that when Martin Luther King did his last speech, before he got killed, it was in Bishop Charles Mason Church in Mason's Cathedral down there. In Memphis, Tennessee. You got to understand that when Emmett Till got killed, 
It was Bishop Charles Mason in the Church of God in Christ that buried him because other black people didn't want to be bothered with him. They were scared of him. They were scared to be connected to him because he got killed for doing something to a white woman, which was none other than looking at her and maybe whistling at her or something or some kind of way to let her know that she looked good. And that was a no-no. And to be connected to a guy like that, oh, you next, Negro. You know, so people, when, when, when the white hand smacked down on black people, black people scattered, got afraid, ran, you know. So a lot of people didn't want to bury Emmett Till. So Bishop Charles Mason did. A little black kid killed for being black, just thinking that a white woman looked good. Bishop Charles Mason buried him. And that's a part of black African-American history. We talk about when Malcolm X was killed. Not a Christian church want to do nothing with him. None of the Christian organizations wanted to bury him. None of the Muslim organizations wanted to bury him. None of the pro-black organizations out there. None of the pro-black movements raised money for him or anything. It was Bishop Charles Mason who buried the Honorable, because he's Honorable to me, Malcolm Little X. Okay? It was Bishop Charles Mason who prophesied something to the effect that if America makes a certain move, then we're going to end up going off into war. And America made that move. And Bishop Mason warned his followers, not to enter into that war. That war had nothing to do with African-American people. And Bishop Charles Mason warned his people. And back then at the time, they had the draft and the firstborn of the house had to register. Well, to keep African-Americans like in the Tuskegee Airmen, uh, uh, you know, those type of guys, you know, going around the world uh, 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 winning wars for the United States of America just to come back home and get treated like slop. Bishop Charles Mason said no. He was the one who, who, who coined the term the conscientious objector. And it was by, because of him that all you had to do was state that your belief in God and especially connected to the Church of God in Christ movement, church, Pentecostal, you didn't have to go and fight in that war because it was a violation of your constitutional and spiritual rights, religious rights. And America was supposed to have been formed out of England as a European country as a place to go to practice religious freedom, but... Anybody who, who studied history knows that England really got rid of all their lowlifes, they poor peoples, they slaves, they criminals. The worst, the worst, and just shot them all over here. That's what really happened. But in the event, there's, then you had, uh, uh, so the President of the United States had to want to see this man. Hey, I got to see this guy. You know? And, and, and the, I forget the name of the organization that preceded the FBI. They were monitoring him and all kinds of crazy stuff. 
you know, following him and spying on him. And I mean, so when the when he got a chance to meet with these peoples, and, and you know, I, you know, they wanted to talk to him and. And and <laughs> I think I think the F, uh, the uh, I think it was the SSO or something like that or whatever it was that, that preceded uh, the FBI. When they got a chance to talk to Mason, and they interrogated him and was asking him questions because they thought he had some type of terrorist agenda or something or was trying to take over the country or or even do what. Uh, uh, Marcus Garvey was doing because they were contemporaries. Okay? Uh, so what? And Bishop Mason lived to be about damn near 100 years old. It's not 100. And he died right here in the city of Detroit, as a matter of fact. Uh, yeah, so when they interrogated the brother and gave him the third degree or whatever and got to talking to him and questioning him, this man was of such a spiritual nature, all he could talk about was God and, and, and the Holy Ghost and, and he would get, you know, and all of this and, and he was just praising God about being there and, and, and when they just looking at this man like he was crazy, and they say, hey, I don't want nothing to do with this man. See, where is my knowledge of that? Where do I get that knowledge? Because my family were Pentecostals. Okay? I was born and raised in the Pentecostal church. My, my Uncle Thomas Whitfield's albums was recorded in the Church of God in Christ. My grandmother was buried. My uncles were buried in the Church of God in Christ. That's where I get my knowledge from. I was a Pentecostal minister. Okay? And a musician. In the Pentecostal church. Including the Church of God in Christ. Right. Then you have your nation of Islam's infiltrated. Martin Luther King, the Southern Baptist uh, uh, Convention. Okay. Uh, 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 all of these groups were being infiltrated by the FBI. And they were sending spies and informants. Many, uh, 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 Stephen Coakley, a man who I've met personally have always said that Jesse Jackson was the plant amongst Martin Luther King's crew. And, and, and that his murder could not have taken place without Jesse Jackson. Now, this is what Steve Coakley has said. Steve Coakley is also the first guy to teach us about the boule and the Illuminati. In the secret cobbles, okay, in fraternal orders that secretly run this world. All right? And Stephen Coakley also now is dead. Okay? So you had these guys, you know, uh, 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 that this cobble that was sending informants into. These groups, these black groups, because they were Christian groups, Israelite groups, Muslim groups, okay, to infiltrate these groups, okay. And the monks, uh, 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 they, they found ways to infiltrate the Pentecostal church after Charles Mason passed away, okay. They found ways 
to infiltrate the nation of Islam, okay, they killed Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. They found ways to inter uh, 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 infiltrate that movement with Martin Luther King. That was a black Christian movement, okay? The black Christians were the forerunners of the civil rights movement. Don't mistake that. God believers. Okay? Now, anybody could tell you that Martin Luther King had a bigger voice than Malcolm X back then, but really he did not. He had a, he had a bigger following, but really he did not. <laughs> but he was the most popular, okay? <coughs> Excuse me. Now, anyway, back at the ranch. Today, we can see and have learned that the Israel, the, the black Jewish movement was infiltrated by groups that you call today the One West Movement. Okay? And Nathaniel Seven was the first one to bring this up. In such a way that you had to be careful and to know history to understand what he was saying. For surely he told you that they were infiltrated by the Rosicrucians to create a more Christian doctrine. Okay? And that's how the ISUPK, GOCC, and all of these groups were formed. Okay? They were formed... Because the leaders, Masha and Arya, uh, 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 was beefing over should they take the check or not, basically. And Arya was, took that check, and Masha came up dead. You dig what I'm saying? Many have said that, that Masha had something to do with that, some kind of way, by inf through infiltration through the Nation of Islam. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't know about that. I, I, I'm just telling you what have echoed throughout the uh, Israelite community. Bottom line is they have been infiltrated. And those in the African-American community who just did not practice or believe in God at all and just were ethnically African-Americans, they had something out there for y'all too. They had black power movements out there for y'all too. Movements like uh, the Black Panthers. Movements like the movement Stokely or Carmichael had going on. Movements like... Uh, uh, the Kemetic, the rising of the Kemetic movement, okay? Uh, you have movements like uh, just all kind of grassroots kabaz right here in Detroit, Black Jewels Incorporated, R.I.P. Uh, Queen I.O. Hunter. I was a part of that organization. Uh, yeah, powerful, powerful lady. Uh, she And she's responsible for me being who I am today. All kind of black grassroots movement that just focused upon blackness, okay? And then you had, you know, again, you had Christians, like uh, the Shrine of the Black Madonna, okay? Uh, so, the government made sure that they sent out, what I mean by the government, the secret cabal, the FBI secret cabal, Cointel, uh, uh, site ops, and black ops, sent out into the black conscious community to infiltrate the African-American community, okay? And amongst that facet was the uprise of this 
this this ideology called Kemet and 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 the embracing of the Medunetter and things like that. Okay. Amongst that organization, they have infiltrated that organization, and today they are the forerunners of black atheism and the hatred for any other group that believes in God, especially that of the black African Americans that embrace some form of Hebrew or Judaism faith. But they don't like Muslims. Uh, 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 and Christians either. Mind you that they never was the forefront of anything. And amongst these people, you have guys like the Dagger Squad, led by Garfield Reed. You have the House of Consciousness, led by Asasatanetta, Asanetta, Frankie Gary, and, and and his witch, his queen witch, Nepal Shaddai, who was a former Israelite who is actually just chasing him, clout chasing him, just so she can get fame and fortune, so she can get her own TV show. If she ever can get a show bigger than his, he's out of here. Okay? Uh, uh, all this crazy, uh, 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 polite, uh, 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 and his uh, New Covenant movement. Uh, you have many different Groups that cleave together, okay, and they're very atheistic, and they have a hatred for African Americans that believe in God. These are those people, those plants, that were placed in the African American community to distract black people from growth, power, and development. When Sarnetta comes on TV, he's first thing he says is black power. But after he says that, but he does not do anything to empower black people. Nothing. And most of his information is very, very diluted, weak, watered-down information that really does not empower black people to do anything but to listen to a man talking a whole bunch of black crazy crap to a whole bunch of people who feel like they rejects in the world that believe in God. They make attacks on everybody and everything. With that being stated today, the Garfield Reed of the Dagger Squad called himself attacking me. Okay? And telling me that yesterday he said he'll make 20 videos about me. This man don't know me from a can of paints. Therefore, every piece of information that this man will bring forth about me is garbage and trash. Okay? He don't know me from a can of paint. Alright? Now, what he and Sinatonum is doing, okay, and those people on you are doing, is that they are creating and they are all a part of a distraction that can call that has caused hundreds of thousands of African Americans their health and their lives. I repeat that. 
These people are a part of a distraction that has caused many African Americans their health and or their lives. You may say, Yasha, how did they do this? Well, in today's segment, understanding that here we talk about things they don't want you to know and expose and talk about things that those <laughs> things that they don't want you uh, uh, that they don't want you uh, they don't want to talk about that people don't want to talk about. Being that, I want to talk about the things that they don't want you to know. See, I already talked about those who don't want you to know. I mean, I already talked about those who don't want, don't want you to talk about it and talk about nothing. You know, with your Garfields, your Sarnettas, your Polites, they are part of the distraction, okay? Now, what are they distracting you from? They're distracting you from the advancement of the deaths of many African Americans and peoples all around and other human beings around the world. And my condolences go out to my African American brothers and sisters who died of COVID-19. And my condolences go out to any member of the human family and that had members of their families, whether they were European, white, Mexican, African, mongoloid, or that Asian. It really doesn't matter. My heart goes out to you. You truly have my condolences. There's things that is taking place in the world today that we need to be focusing on. The Delta variant of the COVID-19 virus is on the rise. And the winter time is coming up. And the shot, the COVID vaccine has uh, been, been, been introduced to the public. Yes. And many have, uh, uh, and, and they have recorded uh, record-breaking numbers. I think they said over 50% of the population and this was a, a few months ago, have been vaccinated, and people are still being vaccinated today. And Dr. Robert Fauci said that that is good. So, and then come the Delta variant. And now we discover that the vaccine doesn't grant 100% immunity. You can catch COVID again. 
And certainly you can catch a mutation like that of the Delta variant. Even though you have been vaccinated. Okay? These are issues that is very, 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 very important. Alright? And we need to be watching the media. We need to, we should have known history already. Sad on you for not, for, for learning science over history. Okay? Uh, but you don't, we don't, you know, so this world is, is, is constantly advancing and, 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 and I say that because we now have 5G, okay, and 5G is supposed to advance the world, yes it does, right, okay, so we have COVID-19 and the world is constantly advancing, right, right, okay, 5G and all of that, you know, certainly to those who understand how to use 5G can make million. I mean, many people, do you see what four, uh, the millionaires that 4G have brought? So imagine the success and the monies that could be made through 5G and the bettering of lives if you can stand to take it. What do you mean by if you can stand to take it? Well, I'll get to that a little bit later on, okay? What I do want to focus on, and this may have to be a part two or three segment. The words of life and the keys to prosperity. The words of life and the keys to prosperity. Now, in this life, there are those, again, that are here to distract you in this life. They work for those who will take your life. And in the black conscious community, instead of these men that I mentioned, Leading us off into the future with all of this great consciousness they have. What they're doing is constantly rocking the African American community to sleep. Garfield, make you 20 videos today, baby. I'll never go on your show. You'll never eat off me. But you will get exposed on my show, my dude. All right. So, when the COVID thing came out last year around March, it took the world by storm. Okay? Understand that. person that I heard that said anything that matched up to the research that I have done 
was a man by the name of Brother Polite. Brother Polite got to talking about this coronavirus. He got to talking about 5G. And he went all the way back to history and connected the use of radio waves with the advent of smallpox. And everywhere that there were towers and big antennas erected, Mexico and southern part of the United States, certain mountainous region areas, the public came up with the flu. It wasn't smallpox, it was the flu. It was the Spanish flu. And they called it the Spanish flu because it supposedly came from Mexico. Okay? When in actuality, it was all in connection with people getting sick from radio waves, something that the world was really, really not used to at that particular time. And all since the radio wave and the advancements created during the radio waves, everywhere that there were certain towers, there was always connections of cancer. And, and, and I remember back in the 80s, America used to make movies about this stuff. You know, the little kid who had cancer that was bald-headed, you know, because of something happened uh, uh, by some tower by his house or something. You know, America was free to talk about this type of stuff. You know, America was free. It didn't stop them from uh, 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 using radio waves, but they did inform the public. And there's been all types of cases, lawsuits, and stuff like that you know, uh, 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 sought after, and even heard in court, all right, about the connections between sicknesses and, and technology, all right? And now, Polite is on the fight for his life. Real talk. Polite is on a fight for his life. Polite also is a part of the problem because Polite also said that he was a Freemason and he's joined all types of clandestine and fraternal orders and has mastered them all. Okay? I believe he said this in a video with Malcolm Flex. If I'm not mistaken, don't quote me. And he talked about how he was in all these different fraternal orders and, you know, things of that nature, which is not unbelievable. Okay? And the so-called black conscious community, the atheists, I'm talking about mad Jabari, Sanetta, only polite 
and the Israelite Ron Shields, a.k.a. Divine Prospect, took the stands to where they was clear that they understood clearly what was going on. They, not, they, they was against the vaccination shots, and they were saying uh, things to the name. A uh, 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 Divine Prospect of addressed the virus, and uh, Polite addressed the technology. And both of those guys were, were shunned and frowned upon very harshly by the conscious community, which are all Masons, guys like Sinetta, he's Mason, okay? I don't know what Garfield Reed is, he just, he just popped up out of nowhere. And you got people in the conscious community who don't even like him, okay? Only guy that really deal with him is Sinetta. You know, so I never only deal with him because he needs somebody to bang on it. He got to have him two or three squads to bang on the Hebrew Israelites when they all get beat up and spanked up by the Hebrew Israelites almost every time. Okay. And what they're doing is now Polite has got caught up in the scandal. Young Pharaoh is going crazy. Polite caught up in the pedophile scandal of his girlfriends that he called wife, one of his many. One of their daughters, he's been alleged to have been caught up in somewhat of a molestation, to say the least, or at best a rape case. Pedophilia. Pedophilia is what they're calling it in the, in the black conscious community. Now, instead of focusing, I mean, all types of things have happened in our world that we need to be informed about. Like, say, for instance, uh, the president has signed it into effect that the shot has become mandatory. Okay, certain people right now in the United States in certain forms of work, this is the first, you know, this is the, the rolling out of the carpet, okay? This is the first uh, part of what they're doing. People that work in certain jobs, certain government jobs, teachers, you know, um, People that work for the airlines, they are forced to take the shot. Okay? Uh, whether one thinks that's a good thing or a bad thing is neither here nor there at this point. Because the point is that the world is moving forward. And there's things that we need to be informed on as a community and Garfield Reed is too busy talking about a book that he didn't do none of the research on. He's too busy fighting and banging on Israelites. Okay? Uh, Sanetta is too busy beating up on people who got anything to say about the case of Polite. 
He's even going over using Judah Nazareth, another plant. Because if you ain't part of the uh, a solution, you're part of the problem. Right? He using this guy to go over on James Solomon platform to beat up on somebody intellectually or verbally about something that they said about the twelve the, the fourteen year old girl that was alleged to have been molested by polite. Now, he's supposed to be going to the rescue. He's sending somebody on somebody else's platform to come to the rescue of the little girl that his friend, business partner, very close associate, and at least one point in time, House of Consciousness Debate League champion. These guys have been in cahoots with each other. They pass each other a lot, thousands of dollars back and forth. Okay? Sarnetta has told the world, they have gotten in a fight. Sarnetta has told the world that basically he exposed to the world that Polite was messing around with a 14, a 16-year-old girl at the time. There's one young lady, which may be the same girl, that got a video saying that she's one of Polite's wives, and she's been with him since she was 16. So the pattern has been set, and Sarnetta set the pattern. Now he's back friends with Polite, and he can't take that back because many people have recorded it, got sound bites, and the evidence is out there. Plus, you can't take it down from the feds because anything you put up there, they can, they can snatch it right back up. Okay? Not one time. On Sarnetta's platform, have he gave the condol his do condolences to the little girl or her family? He has a GoFundMe pay so that his listeners can pay for his lawyers because he knows that the lawyers is about to come because of his connection with Polite because... He opened his big fat mouth and told the world that he is aware of Polite's molestation and pedophile, pedophilia, pedophile ways. Okay? No, he never said that he was a pedophile, but he did show a pattern. Of this guy dealing with little young minor girls that has no physical relation to him before sex. He has a history of grooming young ladies into his harem. 
And we're talking about, uh, I take that back, little girls. Women that are not even 18, 14, 16. The girl he's fooling around with now is 16. It was said that if you got to know what happened, okay, it was said that the little girl was found with a battered mouth, a, a swollen mouth, drunk, drug, uh, possible uh, uh, narcotic uh, ingestion, okay, and with at least six different spots of semen on her body, including her face, mouth, chin, chest, neck, and throughout her shirt. So a warrant was set for polite. Alright? A warrant was set for polite, right? Right? A rape kit. And he submitted to the rape kit his specimen. And after testing, Polite was arrested and charged. Not one time have Sarnetta, because of his involvement with this, okay, because there's a videotape with Sarnetta and Napa and Zion Lex and the rape victim and Polite. So they all knew each other. And, and, and even Polite, who is more or less close to them than Sarnetta is, has suspicions of, uh, 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 of this. Now, if this guy is an outsider to y'all, he was only there to debate. And he's seen things that raised, that he saw red flags. Sarnetta's been knowing and dealing with this man for years. They know each other's families and everything. You mean to tell me Sarnetta don't know what he knew about Renentech? Was it Tashia Barnes? The name that you threw out? And the stories that you told about how basically that he, he kidnapped, that, that, that that father needs to go to jail and the mother needs to go to jail because they should have put out an Amber Alert for that child. And Polite would have been went straight to the penitentiary then. Okay, and then this 14-year-old girl would have never, ever got it. So, you don't understand the connection, the mother, the father, Sarnetta, and the pop have to this case. And all of them can face jail time. So, Sarnetta has this GoFundMe page up. And anything you say about a, a, a polite, he's going to fight you on his platform. But he got the nerve. To send somebody over there to James Solomon's page, okay, fraudulent Negro, to James Solomon's page to act as if though a vigilante for him because of something that was said about the little girl. Not once have he did anything to protect the little girl, or he don't even talk about her like that on his platform. If he, if he talk about her, it's always in connection to an argument that is protecting polite. The boy is protecting polite. 
after he destroyed them. Nobody destroyed Polite like Sarnetta did. Sarnetta is the one who destroyed Polite. Understanding that Polite understood what time it was with the 5G and the COVID. Now he's distracted with rape cases and rape allegations. And he may have done it, he may not have done it. I mean, it's very suspicious with the arrest in the, uh, after the rape kit. Okay, he has, basically, he's in some very serious, serious, serious trouble. And whether he did it or not, he is in trouble. And very much distracted from leading African Americans with the knowledge that he has. Okay? And maybe the money that he has come off into has distracted him. Okay? Maybe the rape allegations is distracting him. But I know that he has knowledge of what's going on because he has aired it out several times. And it was a back and forth session about his beliefs on his research on 5G. Now you may call it misinformation, but this boy had did some great research. I don't know how you get misinformation out of great objective research. And what Garfield and Sarnetta and all of them are doing is playing into the distraction from what and the kinds of information that we really, really need to know in a world that is constantly progressing and moving forward before our eyes today. Okay? These guys are no different than your... They're no different, they're no different than your Cointel Pro and FBI informants. Okay? Sent to the black community to rock the black community to sleep. That being stated, I'm going to end this episode and stay tuned for part two. Part two is going to be about, excuse me, part two is going to be about the evidence and the receipts about the proof of what I'm saying. And I'm going to show you what these plants and informants and snakes are planted in the African American community to distract you away from. Stay tuned for part two. This is Yasha Ben Israel, a.k.a. Terry Whitfield for the Yasha Ben Israel Terry Whitfield podcast show. The place where we plant through the smog just to glance through the fog. The place where we talk about things that they don't want you to know and things that people don't like to talk about. And I've showed you an example in episode one of what I meant about the things they don't want you to know and the 
things that people don't like to talk about. And I expose those in episode one in the African-American community and those like them up under the atheist banner, any form of it, to distract God's people and the people in the African-American community that believe in God. And I showed you why. Because they were the leaders of, the true leaders of black consciousness. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about the things that they don't want you to know. Which is the thing that these coons and clowns was placed into the black community to distract you away from. And since polite is locked up and can't do it, and I've always known myself to be a better scholar than polite, and now that I have my own platform, because I knew the knowledge before him, I'm older than him. I'm like damn near 15 years older than this boy. I have my own platform now, so now I can grab the mic and get to spitting. So... Today, I am going to play something very, very important. Some videos and some excerpts from some clips to give you and some information from some very important people, okay, that you need to hear. Very important people way up there in the game, way higher than Sinetta and all the distractors. People way up there, you need to hear what they have had to say about the affairs that we're going through in the world today. Let's dive into this. This is Kerry Ellis. Kerry Mullis, my bad. I'm sorry. Kerry Mullis, Nobel Peace Prize winner and biochemist. He is the creator of the CPR machine, which is the machine that they have been using over the years to test for antibodies and viruses. Okay? They use, they've been using these machines to check for viruses, mostly the HIV viruses and AIDS, and today it's being used to test for uh, co corona. I want you to hear some of the words of the Nobel Peace Prize winner, Kerry Mullis. And my videos was flagged when I flagged this for misinformation. But this is not misinformation because this comes from the Grand Valley State University. Okay? This video is the product of the Grand Valley State University. And, and, and you mean to tell me the colleges and universities in the United States of America is sending out misinformation? Lawsuit will be in hand if you take down my videos again, YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, the Nobel Peace Prize winner and famed biochemist, Kerry Mullis. Rest in peace, great man. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Kerry Mullis. Dr. Kerry Mullis was awarded the Nobel Prize for his invention of the polymers chain reaction, the PCR. The PCR is a method of analysis and wasn't designed to test for a virus. Mullis explains why. And with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. It starts making you believe in the sort of Buddhist notion that everything is contained in everything else, right? I mean, because if you can amplify one single molecule up to, a, to something that you can really measure, which PCR can do, then there's just very few molecules that you don't have at least one single one of them in your body, okay? So that could be thought of as a misuse of it just to, to claim that it's meaningful. The PCR test can potentially find anything you are looking for, depending on how high you turn it up. And this is exactly what has been done. The official protocol given for the PCR testing of COVID-19 created a floodgate of false positives to skew the results. They call it asymptomatic because it's a lie. These people don't have symptoms because they don't have COVID-19. They do it today because they've done it in the past and always gotten away with it. 30 years ago, Anthony Fauci, head of the NIH, made a name for himself by pushing for higher doses of the deadly drug AZT, an old cancer chemotherapy too dangerous for approval, onto AIDS patients. Kerry Mullis was hired to measure HIV in people's blood samples with his PCR. He was working under the premise that HIV was the probable cause of AIDS. But when he went looking for the proof, he found there was none. They just made it up. What is that paper? Who do I go to for that? And I looked around, I asked a couple of virologists at that company, and they said, no, you don't have to reference that. I said, I have to reference that, because I, I don't know where that came from. How do I know that? And it turned out that nobody knew it. And I was getting really freaked about that. That's when I first started saying, they don't know. Nobody really knows. This whole thing is a big sham. Mullis pointed out how the CDC was losing money and how the HIV AIDS connection brought their profits back in the black, and how the men at the highest levels were all in on it. Kerry Mullis knew these men were dangerous. They don't want people like me walking up and asking them those kind of questions, and they're willing to like go to great lengths to prevent that. They're out on a limb. I wouldn't want to be there with them. But he was still outspoken. When ABC's Nightline approached him about doing a documentary on his work, Mullis convinced them to cover the HIV debate after nearly a decade of ignoring it. In a 1994 interview with Celia Farber for Spin Magazine, Kerry Mullis expressed how he really wanted to expose Anthony Fauci and Robert Gallo. He said that he'd be willing to chase the little bastard from his car to his office, a Nobel Prize winner trying to ask a simple question from those who spent $22 billion and killed 100,000 people. It has to be on TV. I'm not unwilling to do something like that. Unfortunately, not many people were listening back then. And on August 7, 2019, just about three months before the first utterance of COVID-19, Kerry Mullis, age 74, a Nobel Prize winner, inventor of the PCR test, a man who was once willing and eager to expose Anthony Fauci, quietly died of pneumonia. The timing of it all is mysterious to many of us.
right, all right. That was the first 10 minutes of this program. Wow. That should have been some startling information. Okay? That was from, I repeat, the method of analysis. That was from Michigan, uh, Grand Valley State University. But YouTube flagged that as misinformation. That is crazy. Here's another segment on Kerry Mullis. What is it? What What is it about humanity that that, that, that wants to go to all the details and stuff and listen? You know, these guys like Fauci get up there and start talking. You know, he doesn't know anything really about anything, and I'd say that to his face. Nothing. The man thinks you can. Take a blood sample and stick it in an electron microscope, and if it's got a virus in there, you will know it. He doesn't understand electron microscopy, and he doesn't understand medicine, and he, he should not be in a position like he's in. Most of those guys up there on the top are just total administrative people, and they don't know anything about what's going on in the bottom. You know, those guys have got an agenda, which is not what we would like them to have, being that we pay for them to take care of our health in some way. They've got a personal kind of agenda. They make up their own rules as they go. They change them when they want to. And they smugly, like Tony Fauci, does not mind going on television in front of the people who pay his salary and lie directly into the camera. You can't expect the sheep to really respect the best and the brightest. They don't know the difference, really. I mean, I, I like humans, don't, don't get me wrong, but basically there is a, there is a, there's a vast, the vast majority of them do not possess the, the ability to judge who is and who isn't a really good scientist. I mean, that's a problem. That's a main problem, actually, with science, I'd say, in this century, because the science is being judged by people. Funding is being done by people who don't understand it. And who we trust? Fauci? Fauci doesn't know enough to, you know. If Fauci wants to get on television with somebody who knows a little bit about this stuff and debate him, he could easily do it, because he's been asked. I mean, I've had a lot of people, president of the University of South Carolina, asked about if he'd come down there and debate me on the stage in front of the student body because I wanted somebody who was from the other side to come down there and balance my... Because I felt like, well, these guys can listen to me, but I need to have somebody else down here that's going to tell me the other side. But if you didn't want to do it. That's not an epidemic. The number of cases reported went up epidemically you know, exponentially, because the number of tests that was done went up exponentially. How many doctors knew about HIV in 1983? Two. 
How many knew about it in 1985? Say 500. How many knew, how many knew about it in 1986? 40,000. So that's where the curve came from. How many tests were done? Look. If it's just caused by needles, or it's just caused by homosexual activities, you're not going to really get a whole, a long, sustained public outcry against it, and nobody's going to want to spend $6 billion a year. They're going to say, well, we really didn't like those people anyhow. Great. I can't think of a better solution to the homosexual problem than a disease that'll kill them all. I mean, there would be congressmen that would talk about that quietly, not on television. So the CDC had to say, we can't say that. We've got to say it's going to be, it's got to be heterosexually transmitted. There's no proof that it's transmitted at all at that point. So why not just say, well, it's heterosexually transmitted too? Because that made it a plague, and the CDC needed one. The CDC hadn't had a good plague since polio. Their funding was probably going to be cut back if they didn't come up with one. The guy that was the head of the CDC, in fact, wrote memos that have been obtained, you know, that, where he describes this as hot stuff. You know, those guys have got an agenda, which is not what we would like them to have, being that we pay for them to take care of our health there. They are considered the final arbiters of what's good for the planet or what's bad for the planet. And, and they hadn't got the slightest idea. Instead of wearing white robes, they wear white lab coats, you know. Instead of, like, bringing you the word of God, they bring you the word of the, the EPA or whatever. And, and, and they don't have to understand what it is that they're making you do, in fact. And people, you know, just, I think they fall naturally into it because there, there is a need in, in humanity for something like a religion. So occasionally you get a false positive. Uh, under those circumstances, a Western blot can absolutely confirm. Western blots are also important when you have people, for example, who have been vaccinated in vaccine trials and making antibody against one protein. The only way you're going to tell if they're infected serologically is by looking at a Western blot showing they make antibodies to the other protein. So it has a lot of value. It's fundamentally a confirmatory diagnostic test more likely to be positive there because they use much more lax criteria. I don't think that there's anything wrong with different countries having different criteria because the different criteria are, are only really for that small group of patients that come in the indeterminate level. When a Western blot is really positive, it hits you like a truck. It's only for that little indeterminate group that you have to be concerned. In theory, at least, that if you were tested in New York today, then flew to Australia, and you had three bands in New York, you would not be positive in Australia, but you would be positive in New York City. Now, I mean, a virus cannot behave in this manner. He lowered the sensitivity of the antibody test. If they didn't allow him to charge so much for it, I think there'd be a lot less use of it. You know, it's just like in political scandals. Follow the money trail. Figure out who's getting paid for this. Who's getting the money for those Western blots? There's your person who's going to always come down on the side of, yeah, you got to confirmatory western blots they call it they don't even do them in England anymore no, but not since 1992 it's, it's, it's totally it's, and, and an ask a doctor how it works the doctor who prescribed it says gotta have a western blot to confirm this Eliza positive thing here how does that work doctor uh, sir how, how, what, are, what are they now measuring about me that's different from what they measured with the Eliza test he wouldn't know he's not got any idea I'll bet you there's scarcely uh, 50 physicians in this country that know what a Western blot really is. The thing that I learned like back in 1968 when I first published a paper by myself in Nature in a field that I had no expertise in at all, uh, there are no old wise men up there at the top of science, where, which I would have, I really did until 68, I would have thought, 
you know, if you try to publish a dumb paper in a journal like Nature, it won't get published. But if you try to publish a good paper in there, like I later tried to publish PCR, the invention of PCR in the same journal, and uh, they didn't take it. So it's up there, there isn't an up there there. There's no place up on the, there's, the Academy of Science is just a bunch of idiots, just like everybody else. You know, the editors of journals, austere journals even, they're just busy with their little lives and stuff. There are no old wise men up on the top making sure that we don't do something really dumb. Wow. I wow. wish. Wow, did you hear that? Now, <laughs> I, you know, I don't really deal in science, right? And this here was a blessing for me because I don't really deal in science like that. Okay, but this is powerful because when you're, when I'm out ministering like on, on social media, you always have some atheist guy trying to interject some scientific something, you know, and then they want to test my credentials. Are you a, a biochemist? What gives you the authority to say what you're saying? Or they'll try to, you know, basically they challenge me. Am I a biochemist? All right. No, I'm not a biochemist, but Carrie Mullis is. Okay. And Carrie Mullis is a biochemist and Nobel Prize winner, the creator and inventor of the PCR machine. He said that there's a group of people out here who instead of coming to you with white robes, they come they come to you in, 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 in white doctor's jackets, okay? And instead of coming to you with the word of God, they come to you with the word of Dr. Fauci and 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 and, and, and the people that's running uh, uh, the cobble. The words of Satan, basically. Because if you're not coming with the word of God, you gotta be coming with the word of Satan. Okay, and then he also talked about how that inhumanity that this is a biochemist saying that there is a need for a God. So we see that the anti-God people that's involved in the CDC and all of these other uh, uh, elite clandestine groups. Is in the same hotbed <laughs> as the atheists on the streets, your sonettas, your polites, your uh, dagger squad, and uh, 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 Garfield Reeds, your Unk Wests, you know, all of these guys, Unk West talk this science stuff, but Unk West, what you fail to understand is that a biochemist by the name of Kerry Mullis saying and stating that all of the stuff that you're saying is dead wrong, brother. you saying that there ain't no need for no God. A biochemist who's higher up in the chain than you said there is a need for a God. Why is there a need for a God? Because God has laws. God has principles. God has commandments, and within these commandments, 
and the obedience to these commandments create a strong, good, choral, moral character. Example, thou should not lie. You should lie. Don't lie. See, the, the believer in God is commanded not to lie. The one who don't believe in God ain't commanded to lie. And he has a problem with somebody telling him when and where and how he can lie or not. Thou should not steal. Don't steal. Don't steal money <laughs> and fraud and create frauds. All of these guys create frauds. See? Don't sleep with another man's wife. Don't sleep with your woman's daughter. See, we have principles and morals that we're commanded to live by that, that they are adverse to. A biochemist has said that there is a need for a God. Now pay attention to this clip. Because these are the type of things that these people, these satanic, atheistic people are trying to distract you from. They, these are words of God people. And they're trying to just Kerry Mullis was a God man. Rest in peace. He also was one of those people that they had taken up out of here. Uh, let's dive into this next segment. This is a segment... All of this is what the Israelites, these are, I'm fixing to give you some stuff that the Israelites have sent me, okay? This is my work ID. I work for Well Cornell Medicine on 68th New York. I do comparative pathology research. We deal with biohazardous materials and radiation particles. We inject animals like rhesus monkeys, rats, and mice with diseases and radioactive agents. Two weeks ago when I went to work, I noticed the security guards were in Tyvek hazmat suits and they were armed, which is not normal. But I didn't pay it any mind. I go upstairs to work, I clock in, my boss is like, yo, listen, you're not needed, but we need you to surrender your Geiger counter. My Geiger counter was attached to my ID because we deal with radiation emissions in my department on the seventh floor, which is the only department that deals with radiation. But they wanted me to surrender my Geiger counter. When I left work, the only people that were left in my building's facility were the scientists, the professors, the researchers, and security guards that were armed. It's not the virus that's getting people sick. It's 5G network from the radiation. And the reason why they have me surrender my Geiger counter is so if I'm in a proximity of people that have 5G networks, my Geiger counter is going to detect that I'm in a proximity of radiation. That's what's getting people sick. That's what's getting people um, with respiratory issues. That's why some people are dying. Now, my homie works for Verizon. He got a message via email from corporate instructing him and his 100-man crew to pump 5G network cables throughout the tri-state area, whether buildings or houses were abandoned or not. The letter said, if your crew gets sick, we'll send them home and you keep on working. Don't worry. When they say that the oil is short, you'll be first dibs to get the oil. Mm, the oil you the care Exactly. Mm. That's deep, bro. I'm glad you came on and told my audience that just now because, damn. Well, I've, been, I've, been, I've been trying to hit you up for a minute, man, for a minute, because cause shit is real. And, and 
niggas don't really know what's going on. They believe in what the media is telling them. Just understand, whatever the media is saying they're going to do, they're not going to do. They're telling you they're going to give you $1,200 stimulus check for this money. How? When they say that the money is going to be contaminated, then they're going to shut down the banks worldwide. How the fuck are you going to cash that check if you're quarantined and you can't leave and the banks are shut down? They're doing technology and manipulating the people to believe a big-ass fucking lie. Mm, that's a fact. I believe so, too, bro. And a lot of people was not uh, aware of 5G and the, and the health benefits of it. 5G is, is game over. It's, it's frying us. So it's just like in Wuhan when, when when they that's the first place they really rolled out 5G. Exactly. And I, and I believe here it was New York City, obviously. You know what I'm saying? Because in New York, look at look at the look at the rates going up of people with coronavirus. Exactly. Now how how did, how they diagnosing all these people when they say they ain't got no test? Right or wrong? Facts. Yo, you know what's crazy? Um, the symptoms that they're saying is caused by this virus are the same exact symptoms from radiation contamination. They're talking about loss of taste, loss of smell, hair loss, vomiting, diarrhea. Pretty soon they're going to say a new symptom is blood in your stool and blood in your urine. Uh, uh, constant parchness that you'll have an unquenchable thirst because radiation boils the water molecules in your brain, in your respiratory tract, and in your reproductive system. So don't be surprised when... This shit disappears, and 10 years later, it comes back, because that's what's going to happen. You're sterile, and you can't produce. There was a movie called Children of Men or the City of Men. Children of Men, right. Where, where a war came out, and for years, no one was able to reproduce. reproduce. But one woman gave birth to a right. baby, and it changed the world. These niggas right. are literally acting out scripts from movies and fictional books to instill fear and in the media propaganda fear is the lowest vibration and that also weakens your immune system and when you're scared the adrenal chrome that's in your blood makes your blood pump faster harder and stronger which is what the pedal blood suckers need in order to be young again which is why they're also saying that kids are getting infected and they're going to mandate or force inoculate the vaccine on niggas the fda takes a year and a half to approve of a vaccine why would the three months of the year, all of a sudden, they have this vaccination ready to be mandated, forced, forced on you? Whether you say yes or no, they're going to. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, you see what these guys are distracting us from? Now, let me read something that somebody that, 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 that was sent to me today. What does it say? Here it goes. Open up this and it'll read. 5G law passed on March 25th, 2020, while everyone was distracted. Distracted. S.8 893 Secure 5G and Beyond Act of 2020. Signed into law 116-129 on 323-2020 that will speed up the installation of 5G and protect profits. Children had to be out of schools for the covert installation. Children had to be out of school for the covert installation. Parents, are you seeing what's happening? 
5G is 10,000 times the strength of 4G and uses the same frequency as military weapons. 5G is 10,000 times stronger than 4G. Symptoms of 5G radiation poisoning or sickness includes shortness of breath, wow, passing out, cold and flu symptoms, fever, increased cancer risk, foggy thinking, eye pain, nightmare, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, headaches, dizziness, disorientation, weakness, fatigue, hair loss, bloody vomit, and stools, and low blood pressure. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Please soak up all the sunlight you can take in for your protection from these intense radio frequencies. The COVID-19 is the distraction. They had to put a face on what was going on behind the scenes. People, please wake up. Buy some black tourmaline crystals or rods for your home. Get a necklace made with black tourmaline crystals for yourself and your family. Purchase blue blockers for your devices and sunbathe as much as possible. Go to the beach this summer and lay there for a couple of hours, whatever you can. Eat healthy foods. If you're a meat or dairy lover, it may be time to give it up. Meat or dairy does not build and keep the immune system strong. It creates mucus and over time creates illness, cancer, autoimmune illnesses, and etc. Don't listen to me though. Do your own research. Be smart, safe, healthy, and wise out there. Right now as I speak, my house is barricaded off, my whole block, the whole neighborhood. And they have dug up the sidewalks, a little patch in front of the sidewalk, in front of my house, a square. And they took a square out of the sidewalk in the neighbor's next door house. And this cycle is repeated all throughout the neighborhood, right? And right there where there's open fields, and right there where there is vacant houses, all right? Right there in that particular place, what they have done, what these people have done in the vacant houses and, 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 and where there's fields and stuff like that, and, and empty fields and stuff, uh, where, where property used to be that were torn down, they would dig up that whole walkway. And if the house is vacant, they'd dig up the whole walkway, okay? And they're going underground. And I asked my neighbor, I'm like, man, what are these people doing? And what they said is that they're, re what my neighbor told me that what was told to her was that they are replacing gas pipes that has been down. We have natural gas. This is how we heat up our homes and, and fire up our stoves and things like that here in Michigan. 
And and it was said that these pipes had been down there for over a hundred years, and what they're doing is is replacing the pipe, the gas pipes in Michigan. The problem with this is that at first you see DTE Trucks, which is the gas company. It used to be Michigan Consolidated. Now all of the utilities except for the water is all in one place, the gas and the electricity. That's DTE. Okay, and in DTE, truck, their trucks are no longer out there. You only saw them out there like maybe the first day. Okay. Now you see other trucks from other companies, same kinds of trucks and equipment, but they are subcontractors. Those are the people that are lying to the public because they're installing 5G network systems all throughout the city. Myself, personally, I've been having headaches. I've been having fatigue, weakness, so to the point to where I take whole weeks off of work. Just a tiredness that I've never experienced before. Uh, I have had experienced the diarrhea, the bloody stools. You know what I'm saying? I've experienced... I'm talking about now, like, these days, any day now, something could happen, and, 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 and several of those sicknesses, I've experienced them. So, I know what these brothers are saying is the truth, okay? And this is the distraction. People ain't out here dying from no COVID. Everybody that I have... Went to funerals this year. I have buried about 20-something people this year. I'm just guessing. You know, uh, we just had an aunt we buried just the other day. And what is happening is that all of the dormant systems, you're being microwaved. Okay? All of the dormant symptoms of sicknesses that you've had, they're coming up now because 5G is microwaving your body. Okay? And, I mean, we had a friend of the family who, who, who died brain hemorrhage, just said went in her house and she's on the ground dead. But nobody's died of COVID. This is crazy. I had a friend of mine caught at the bus stop, just dead, sitting at the damn bus stop from what they tell me. Whatever problems, habits, alcohol, drugs, sicknesses, illnesses, these people had these things for years. And they ain't never did it. They ain't never died from none of this stuff till 2021. People need to wake up because this is what Sinetta and those guys are distracting from. And if they don't do a good enough job, they all are going to land up in the penitentiary for a very, 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 very long time. It is the reason why I tell the Israelites to stay out of the dagger squad. Leave them guys alone. Quit debating with them guys right now. Stay away from Polite. Stay away from Sinetta. Okay? Because all of those guys are part of the distraction and you can get caught up in it so much to where you'll end up uh, catching the case. 
the FBI is watching those guys, okay? They're watching them, and the Kabul is watching them as well. The Kabul is watching to make sure you do what they say, and the FBI is making sure that you don't do nothing that can get caught, that, that they can have them to snatch you up as well, okay? That's what's going on with Sarnetta and them right now, okay? This is the reason why they don't never let me on it. They never let me on it. He never invited me on his show. I was, uh, 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 JJ7000 a couple of times tried to pull schemes to get me on there. But this guy, once he heard my voice, I have the kind of voice that if you hear me, you would recognize me. Oh, yeah, that's Terry. That's Terry Whitfield, okay? And I've had phone conversation with the brother on some something very, very deep, and he didn't like it. I proved that he didn't know what he was talking about concerning God, the Bible, and all of that stuff. And he didn't like it. So he don't want me on his show because all of those trick bad questions that he tried to ask people, I can answer them in English and in Hebrew. Okay, so... Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I, I, what I encourage people to do is go on Garfield's page and flag him. Go on Sarnetta's page and flag them. Sweep that evil from out from amongst God's people. The scripture says, sweep that evil from amongst Israel. Get rid of that. That, that system has brought drug dealers, drug users, homosexuals, rapists, and all of that. And presented them as scam artists, liars, you know what I'm saying, snitches. They have brought all of that to the forefront of people that, 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 that have satanic uh, motives and agendas. They have brought all of those types of people to the forefront to be our leaders. And that's crazy. Those people would be better off without them. I think that, like I said, that little girl wouldn't have been raped. Those molestations would not have taken place. That fentanyl that Tahuti had would have never, ever, ever happened if the Sarnetta House of Consciousness was never, ever around. And that's a fact. The House of Consciousness did not make nobody rich. If anybody got rich, like polite or... Young Pharaoh or Seti or any of them. If anybody's gotten any nice change, it wasn't as a result of being on Sarnetta. It was a result of leaving Sarnetta. Sarnetta was getting thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and not compensating none of his speakers. James Smalls. Infidishi, Shaka Upmost, all of those guys, you don't see them because they know Sarnetta is getting that bread and Sarnetta got to start paying now. So, he easily gonna get you Israelites who want to be seen, who want to be popular. Who got selfish motives, all kind of motives outside of the motives of the Lord. And he put y'all on his show and he eat off of y'all. And then he turn around and cuss you out and, 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 and try to make you look like a fool in the public. Alright. 
You people need to stay off his show or you're going to inherit his problems. And that is just the gospel truth. You ain't got to believe me. You know, you have your young Pharaoh. You know, black woman is God. And then he throw his baby mama out the house and his children for, I believe it's a white or a Mexican nanny. Okay? There was a video the other day where, on YouTube, that Pharaoh had pulled a gun on his baby mama. And again, for a white Mexican nanny. So much for the black woman is God. <clears throat> Young Pharaoh is on YouTube calling women bitches. Young Pharaoh has been in the manosphere and he's been uh, absorbing red pill content. And now that he got all this money, women are flocking to him in ways that he can't understand, you know. So he had to go to the red pill community to learn how to deal with these women, the alpha male community. Because all of that simp shit he was doing about the black woman is God wasn't doing nothing but baiting them and reeling them in and making it worse. And it was driving them fucking crazy. Okay? So, that is falling. Uh, polite black woman is God raping young goddess daughters. You know? I mean, wow. So much for the black woman is God. You know? I mean... It is really, really, really a fiasco on what they're doing. And the ones that have not been caught up in sex scandals, and Sarnetta is even in a sex scandal. Sarnetta is cheating on his wife. Sarnetta is in a very, very adulterous, infidelity, a, a riddled relationship with Nepal Shaddai. His wife has made it clear on social media that she doesn't condone what her husband is doing, but she stays with him. You know, this man has been in and out of prison, on and off drugs, all kinds of crazy shit. And his wife, Cynthia, Cynthia Gary, has not divorced Frankie Gary. And we have come to find out why, because Frankie Gary has admitted to the public that he has had AIDS. You know, Cynthia can't leave that man. Who, who else going to want her? Okay, unlike Nepal, too ignorant to understand that. She got it too. And she think because she got big boobs and light skin that somebody is always going to want her. You know, she's very, very conceited, very wicked, very vain, Jezebel type chick. You know, so she she thinks she ain't worried about it, but she got she's going to have to step outside of the conscious community. And almost anywhere she goes, anybody she bees with, if they are African-American, you best believe the word is going to get out that uh, when you sleeping with that man and that nigga who had AIDS, you know, so she can, she can run, but she can't hide, okay, because it is that, that HIV is going to track her down. And I have to say this because Sonetta said that he had HIV. He said four doctors, not four uh, uh, peasants. Four doctors, not four everyday uh, civilians. Four doctors who had went to school for this 
had diagnosed him with AIDS. So if the first one made a mistake, you mean tell me all four made a mistake? Stop it. All distraction, y'all. I pray that y'all go to Sardinia's page and to flag him. Flag him because he discriminates against African Americans on the base of race and religion. He gets on his show called Black African American Men All Type of Niggas. He called African American Sisters All Type of Bitches. Okay? Uh... He's, he's constantly coming up with scams, begging y'all for money. This man, y'all, this man make more money off your views than you make at your job. I'm, I guarantee you that. How the hell you think he able to have uh, 20, 30 fucking different pairs of alligator shoes and boots? Huh? A Benz and a Beamer? Huh? Stop it. Stop sending that man money. Y'all need to flag that man because he ain't doing nothing but pimping, y'all. If it wasn't for him, Tahuti wouldn't be in jail for selling fentanyl, getting caught by the FBI, in which he snitched on him, his boy, okay, polite 14-year-old girl would not have been molested because uh, 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 he, if y'all would have did what was right the first time, he would have went to jail for messing around with the first girl. Molestation and rape. Teachers, leaders, con artists, scam artists, leaders, Unk West, Sardinetta, heroin, leaders, sellers, users, Sardinetta, an adulteress. First wife didn't accept the second wife. That's not a part of no adultery, uh, 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 no, no polygamy. It's adultery. That woman ain't his wife. And Polite's going to get in trouble for calling all them women his wives in the United States of America. That is illegal. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm smoking a mullen blunt. I put mullen the herb mullen and mix it with marijuana and I smoke it to clear out my lungs. You know, I have a strong congestion. But uh, back at the end, and I use it to try to uh, uh, fight the COVID symptoms or the fake COVID symptoms, the radiation poisoning that, that is attacked, that is starting to attack the lungs. All right. And I have to do this, you know. I, 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 it, it, once I smoke the mullen, you know, I don't have the shortness of breath. Okay. Yeah, but that being that, yeah, these people are rocking you people to sleep. They don't give a fuck about y'all. They don't give a damn about y'all. Y'all need to get rid of them and sweep that evil from amongst you. You know, Garfield Lee, he goes around in his videos uh, influencing his audience to go flag people's videos. Sinetta does that. Sinetta, I mean, my video, I just got back on Facebook because Sinetta and the pie has flagged my videos. And if that's the game we want to play, I encourage you all to flag his videos because 
if you're not a part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And he's the problem. Flag this Negro and his girl and his dagger squad, all of those Uncle West, flag all them guys' videos, and let's sweep this evil from amongst us. You know, you probably would do them a favor if you flagged them, because if they, they stand on the air, they're not doing nothing but set themselves up for indictments. Okay, they're already being watched by the FBI and, and, and the Florida State Police Department, uh, Miami-Dade Police Department. Okay, so they're already up under investigation, right? So, you know, y'all can keep playing with these people. Y'all need to just go and get these people enough to air that. Have them stop eating off y'all and stop be, uh, out here influencing this wickedness and this devil shit. This no God shit. You know, this anti-hatred for, this hatred for God, this anti-God, this anti-God people, this anti-Israel, anti-Christian, anti-Muslim amongst black people crap. Not one time have they attacked a white Christian. So I never had a white Christian on his show named Vocab Malone and was kissing his ass because Vocab Malone had a problem with certain Israelites. He don't have problems with Old Testament Israelites. You know, he don't have a problem in the world. But he has a problem, you know, with, with certain Israelites. And Sarnetta likes that. So Sarnetta kissed his ass. But that's a white Christian. He never bangs on white Christians, white Muslims, or white Jews. Okay, it's always African Americans that believe in God. What are these people, what, I mean, what do they want to take our heart and soul away from us? That's our heart and soul. Our people have been believed in God since the beginning of time. I don't care what tribe, you can go all the way back to the Pygmies and the Twa. They have a spiritual God system. Black Jesus minister has proven that. Okay. One of our teachers who teaches the truth and uplift our spirituality. What do you have to gain from snatching our heart and souls and beliefs from us just so you can lead us to a world of scams, pedophilia, rape, molestation, lies, uh, 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 and, 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 and just no care for life? You know, I mean, again, you distracting us from the COVID, uh, 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 the COVID and the 5G advancements and you really, really, really damaging people's lives. A lot of people are dying because of that and because of you. You need to be flagged. You need to be flagged. You're racist. You're, you're anti-religious. You're discriminating. Uh, 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 uh. You're, you're saying hate. Uh, your, your, your videos are all filled with hate speech. You know, your show just need to come down, man. All right? And I encourage everybody to listen to that. Go flag the Sarnetta sh uh, show, Sarnetta Studio, Black News 101 or 102, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, Napasha Da page, go flag that page, and go flag Dagger Squad. I encourage y'all. If y'all do that, I guarantee y'all, God is going to bless y'all because y'all going to bless y'all going to bless the African-American, uh, a God-believing community. That being stated, this ends... This episode and Yasha Ben Israel is signing out. This episode is entitled Part 2 of the Words of Life and the Keys to Prosperity. Because I don't see how we're going to live and or prosper 
with people like this leading the African American community. That being stated, shalom, shalom. Wa yahuwa barakatum.